0: Uh, We were, one of the things that that is going to be evident, uh, I'm sure, I haven't seen the, the, what's the name of the Jesus movement? Jesus Revolution. One thing about the Jesus Revolution film, and I've seen a couple of clips, but they've been very quick ones. But there's going to be healing in there. There's going to be physical healing in there and uh that is it's kind of interesting because that that has a real it's very attention-getting you know people when people know somebody who hasn't walked in decades or something and suddenly they're walking i mean you know that kind of gets people's attention um what I want to talk about, though, is broader because he has he has healing for all of us who want it or need it. Um, I can't say, and I know there would be some uh, disagreements here, but. That's okay. I'm going to just say what I've noticed. Um, and that is that when God can heal or not heal, according to our definition, right, physically and so forth, um, as he sees fit, and if he sees fit not to heal, Uh, you know kind of an obvious physical malady then he's got a reason but his purpose remains the same his purpose is this and I am looking at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 Verses 23 and 24. This is in the NIV. And it says, May God Himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless. At the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Now, first of all, let me mention that in this verse, it, it breaks it down, your whole spirit, your soul, and your body. So this isn't just about physical healing, this is about spiritual healing and you know, soul healing and so forth. And the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Now you can um, you can be healed you can be blind and be given your sight. But if you're spiritually blind and you don't get spiritual sight then, you know, what good does it do you? So What I mean, God cares about the whole being spirit, soul, body. Um, If we could look at John 10, verses 9 and 10, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. Now, here's Jesus using his shepherd reference. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Now, you know, it's funny. I mean, and I I, I probably said this before. But I talked about having life to the full. And I remember one time back in the 70s, and I was, uh, oh, I remember I was teaching guitar at Laverty's. It was still Laverty's. And um, and I would, I would line up, like on a Saturday, I'd line up 12 or 13 students. So we would have 30-minute lessons. And... Um, and I remember one day I was, you know, I just had, you know, I had a real upset stomach. And I remember going into the, into the bathroom, you know, just every time I got through with a student, I mean, I was just running down there. I mean, everything else went okay, but I kept running back to the bathroom. Um, and it was funny because at the time that I was, doing this, it was like uh, God was saying to me, this is part of life in the full. Do y'all get that? Yeah. Having an upset stomach and going to the bathroom is part of a full life. Now, maybe I didn't hear God. Maybe, whatever it is, I I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I think I heard God say that. And I think, and ever since then, what I've realized, I didn't always realize it, but, you know, I was trying to get there, is that these things that happen, they don't have to be good, fun things. They can be, hardships but whatever it is it's a part of life in the full Um, now the the physical healings they speak for themselves and it's a sign of the kingdom of God that the kingdom of God has come And if we could look at, uh, let's see, Uh, yeah, Luke 7. Now, this is when uh, John the Baptist sent his disciples to look for Jesus and to and to find it, are you the one? Are you the real Messiah who's come? So uh, verse 20, when the men came to Jesus, they said, John the Baptist sent us to ask you, sent us to you to ask, are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? At that very time, Jesus cured many who had diseases, sicknesses, and evil spirits and gave sight to many who were blind. So he replied to the messengers, go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Okay? I mean, that That's not the only thing that physical healing is for, but it's certainly clear enough for people who are around to know that this is a powerful thing. So I'm not, and and, and really don't misunderstand me here, I have experienced physical healing, I have. Prayed for physical healing for others. And I have, you know, I mean, it's, it's a thing. At the same time, though, I want to bring to light or, you know, remind your remembrance the bit about soul healing, spirit healing, because that's not as readily apparent but it's just as important in the restoration of what was lost in the garden and as part of the manifestation of our sanctification I mean when asked you know how will they know that you are you know my dis- or disciples. <coughs> Did. Was the response. Well you walk straight. You talk plain. I mean what, what was it? What, how were people supposed to know. When someone was a disciple. Go ahead, Danny, say it. Okay, because you love the brethren. Okay, the way you lived. So, the evidence, not not the thing that gets the notice right there on the spot, but the evidence is in what happens internally. And... So I'm I'm again I'm 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 just saying that this is a that our sanctification and you know I don't really want to get into that can of worms today cuz I think it's important but that's not what we're here for. Well, it's not what we're here to talk about. Yeah. Um So emotional, mental, well-being, ability to have good and healthy relationships, it's, it's, it's as important as our physical body. And if we think about the things that cause us pain, well, there are different kinds of pain. And God desires wholeness in all areas of our being. Psychologists and psychiatrists attempt to uh, to mend us, just as uh, medical doctors do. There are good ones, and then there are ones that aren't so good. I mean, that's the problem, you know, when you get into mental health. It says, you know, who's a a good one? And usually by who's a good one, we mean, you know, what would, you know, who do you recommend, what did they do for you? I I heard that conversation just a day or two ago. You know, it's like, well, so-and-so, you know, didn't work for me, but so-and-so did, that sort of thing. Um... But I mean, you know, you look at it and you want to go, some of these, you at least have the assumption that some of them are in, um, are, are really in line with this principles of God or get some, have some understanding of that. And others kind of seem to be in league with the devil. But I don't, I'm not really saying that. I'm just saying that's what it seems like sometimes. Um, I'm not trying to condemn them or inflate their role, and I'm certainly not against them. I think it's just a good idea to, you know, to get some recommendations or whatever. Um, But what it is to say is that most mental and emotional problems are at root spiritual problems. So, you know, it comes down to, it, you know, we, we wrong others, we're wronged by them. Eve did not know me from Adam. I think that's kind of clever the way I put that together, you know. Yeah. Yeah, she she didn't know me from Adam, but but she and her husband wronged me. Now I'm not saying that I am the first, I am without sin, and I could cast a stone, but I am saying that they wronged me. And um, and I have wronged others, intentionally or not, and. These others have suffered, nonetheless. So it seems to me that we have a big cycle mess. It's not even really a cycle. It's kind of like a I don't know what you'd call it, but it's like there's a lot of there's a lot going on. You've got some people who mean well and some people who don't mean well. But whatever the case, there are people hurting people. Um, And what I'm going to suggest here, and this is not an original thought, it's actually in the Bible. It says, you know, soul healing happens when the past becomes the past. And that happens as a result of forgiving and being forgiven. I don't know why, but I mean, I know it feels, it seems odd that we, well, it seems odd to me anyway. I guess I shouldn't speak for anybody but myself. But it does seem odd that there are, you know, it's, and And we've talked about this before, you know it's like, well, what can we do? Well, I guess we're down to praying, you know <laughs> we can't we can't beat those you know I mean you know, if it's I'd treat it like a John Wayne Indian movie or something, you know, it's like you know, and I'm not going to do a John Wayne impersonation, but I mean we can do whatever it is that we could say. Uh, well, you know, there's no way to get to them in time. They're cut off at the river. They're going to be running low on ammunition. And there are lots of Indians, and there's this and there's that. What can we do? Well, we could pray. Like, well, that's better than nothing. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, and I mean, I know I've heard, I, that's how I feel sometimes, and yet, what I have found is that a lot of times when I did pray, it, it everything got fixed. And I mean I've got I've got things if' we're, if life is going pretty well, and we really don't have that many problems, you know to speak of. I don't know that we notice any of that. But when there are things where we know that we need help, we need divine help, and we need... So we, we call on divine help. We call on God. And he comes across. He comes through. Now I don't know what he's always going to do, but I do know that, that lots of times he really surprises us and I won't go into the whole story about about jennifer's brother she he's you know he's um, he's been very sick and he's had to have a foot amputated and stuff and and he's uh and he was on the point of uh, Of giving up, his his wife died, and uh, so he was just you know like what was the point in living, and um, and Jennifer just she was broken hearted by it, and um, you know he was saying I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not going to try to live. They said, I, you know, it was, he was having to fight to live, and then so she prays about it, and then like the next day, he's going, "Well, they tell him, you know, by the time she gets there, saying, tell tell Jen that I want to live, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna fight really hard to live." He said, "Just be sure and tell her this." And now she's down there every day, but not all day. But she's she goes by there at least at least once and sometimes twice a day. So she got word of that. Now I mean, and it's like his whole attitude changed. Um, and there we all have these stories, and. If that's not... I mean, that's kind of a big deal. This is... You know, we... In any case, prayer is not as obvious. The results of prayer are not as obvious as some of the physical things. But they're both really necessary. Um... And let me say a, a couple of things about forgiveness. Okay. Forgiveness is not a word that makes everything okay, it's a process that lets the past become a part of the past, instead of something that still concerns us, and has power over our emotional well-being. Now, that is, again, that's not a, usually a one-and-done thing. It's not like saying, I, you know, I forgive so-and-so, and okay, I've said it, and you know, I'm not saying it can't be, but I'm saying generally it's not. And, um, and the place to start with that is, if I have been wronged, it's for me to just come right out and say, whether I'm talking to them personally or if I'm in prayer or whatever it is, so what... And when I'm saying what you did was wrong, I'm not talking to God. I'm talking to this person. What you did was wrong. It's not, oh, that's okay. Because if you can forgive, I mean, if you can excuse it, you don't have to forgive it. But if you say, what that was was wrong. Now, God has always called sin what it was, what it is, and never said it was okay. I mean, you know, if, if, if like, the woman taken in adultery and all these people are lined up and are going to stone her and they, you know, they say all these things about her and, and, you know, Jesus gets down and scribbles stuff in the dust and, you know, he's, he's not saying what you, you know. is Basically, he's telling her... He, Well, he's telling them to be sinned against is not okay. But he, I wish I'd do what he had written, but I guess I wasn't meant to. But whatever he did, the more he scribbled, the more they wandered off. So, it's wrong, and we have to acknowledge it. And like that woman she acknowledged it, and he says, Go and sin no more. Right? I mean, I forgive you. you. Just don't do that again. It's not like it's okay. I understand your circumstances. I understand you didn't have a lot of money or what. It, that's not what he said. He says, Go and sin no more. So. If I'm wanting to forgive someone or something they've done to me then I need to I need to I need to it's not okay with God and it's not okay with me and I'm not saying that in order to hold a grudge what i am saying that is is it's go, if it's going to become part of the past it's going to have to get through forgiveness it's going to have to get through that process and a lot of that process is about me being honest with myself and the thing is, because I have, I have been forgiven much, all of us have been forgiven much, and God has made his grace available to us, so I have chosen to forgive. Now, that's not a, you know, that's not a, I don't get a medal for that. You know, it's just, I'm just saying, this is the way it is. And there are times when I I forget, (laughs) you know, I forget something, somebody's done whatever to harm me or, you know, maybe it was inadvertent and maybe I want to, you know, overlook it or something, but... The, the point is, is that as soon as it becomes clear to me that I have something to forgive, I need to forgive it. And that forgiveness could take some time. And whatever it takes, that is what it takes for our souls to be healed. And I found that, generally speaking, it's uh, it's it, it's longer than we think it ought to be. I mean, that's the thing I found about God and God's timing. You know, I, I think about something where he, he, you know, he says one day all of this, you know, is going to pass, and da 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 da. And I'm going, one day, let's see, is that next year or is that the year after that? You know, and he's thinking, you know, I don't know, maybe, you know, in a thousand years, yes. Yeah, and I mean, I, and I really think—I mean, I have done that. I have done that myself, and um, and I think it's well worth. I mean, you know, like I said earlier, we—you know—we could, we could make some recommendations of people that have have been very helpful to us, <laughs> right? So, yeah, I'm not trying. I'm not trying. I'm not, I'm not trying to, yeah, we're not trying to, we're asking for a friend, so. yeah, asking, I'm asking for a friend, yeah. I mean, it, 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 whatever it takes to get us there, um, whatever it is, it isn't automatic, it isn't easy, Generally. But it is essential in order to move forward because you're going be, to be staked down. In one part of your life, you're going to be staked down to some aspect of your past. Um, I think that... One of the best things I heard was um, a pastor and I think it was James Ryle I'm not sure who said you know that forgiveness means you no longer owe me consider it like a debt you know and, and that you you want to forgive in that sense and, and when you can say that because we What do we want sometimes? What do we want? Well, almost every time. What do we want from people? We want them them to admit they, they did it. Yeah, I mean, ideally we want them to admit that they had done it. But they may not do that. So, you know, I mean, that would be great. But sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Um, and th- and this business about it, you know, you, you no longer owe me. That has to be true, not just spoken. And that takes grace. And that grace comes from the same divine source that has forgiven us. So, being forgiven is a process. When I say process, I don't want it to sound like we're making sausage here or something, but, you know, I mean, when I say it's a process, it means it's this happens, then this happens, then this happens. It doesn't mean that what each step is supposed to look like, except that I'm going to say that the first thing in this is that you're going to hear you did it. And we call that conviction. And it could be the spirit, it could be the scripture. It could be a person. Um, the idea here is, is that someone is speaking in a way that gets past the way we normally. It gets our attention. And it gets our attention to the point where we have to do one of two things about it. We have to say, I did it, which is hard. Or we can say something where we excuse it, we blame shift, we, you know, things like that. Now, If it can be excused, it doesn't need to be forgiven. Did everybody hear that? Sins are forgiven. If it's just a screw-up or just something that somebody did because their personality is one way and it you know you found it offensive but it wasn't really a sin then yeah you can say you know I get it sorry you know I just but, but if it's sin and, and, and trust me if it's sin against you it counts I mean, just because it's a sin against me or you, we don't get to decide, is that a sin or not? I mean, it it is or it isn't. And maybe it takes a while for us to find out if it is or isn't. But if it is, then we have to forgive it and that's the thing you know that when um, when they're asking about oh let's see this is one of those things oh yeah this is right there in the middle of all those parables Uh, (laughs) so um yeah I'm gonna leave that alone um Well, I'm, I don't want to complicate this, uh, you know, but after that, you know, we have a thing that is in, in, you know, in some areas it's called contrition or, you know, repentance or something. Um, and that's when the person who did it says, I'm so Sorry. And it's not just words. Um, so it, it's a heartfelt sorrow. And if we could look at 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 10 and 11, then what we're going to see is yeah, there we go. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. So there are two kinds of sorrow right there. You know, I, don't, I, I, I didn't go into a Greek word search here or anything but godly sorrow sounds like the sorrow that god brings in the to you know to kind of lead us into repentance and salvation etc where worldly sorrow is the kind that makes us want to blame shift or whatever Verse 11, see what this godly sorrow has produced in you, what earnestness, what eagerness to clear yourself, what indignation, what alarm, what longing, what concern, what readiness to see justice done. So when we have contrition, and I'm talking about me as the, as the, the wrongdoer here. I want to say I am so sorry. And the idea of repentance is not just that I'll never do that again. It is that I will never be that again. Because the purpose of this whole process is to change us. And if we are not that way, then, you know, we, we don't have to be constantly. No, I'm saying if, you, if you've got a besetting sin or you have something that you struggle with, struggle on I'm not saying it's all going to end this way, but I am saying that sometimes it does. Forgiveness is not something... And try to understand me when I say this. It's not something that's due us... but it's available to us. There's got to be a better way to say that, but I can't think of it right now. Um, I mean, it, you know, if if we go to God and we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins and so forth. So in that sense, yes, it would be due us. But if we're not and we just don't really pursue forgiveness, then we're not going to have it unless God is just merciful and does it anyway. So this leads to a process here where we have, you know, restoration, redemption, all this stuff. And what happens at the end of this process is we are different people things that we did not have power over, we now, they now are in the past. So we, we are not jerked around by those things anymore. So, if we look at the Beatitudes, if we look at all these things about, you know, blessed are those who, you know, that sort of thing. If you will look at that and look at all as, because, I mean, the fact is we're all in recovery. I mean, that is where we are. So if we can do that, and look at the things where it says you know blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of God and so forth and we can look at it from this light in this light then we kind of get an idea of what it is that how it is we're supposed to do that so many times we look at the scriptures and we go we either don't understand what it's saying even though we've read it a hundred, or two hundred, or three hundred times, or we have some kind of explanation for it that never quite satisfies. I don't, you know, and I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but I know that, that for a lot of people, Uh, 1 Corinthians 13, you know, the love chapter, uh, the Beatitudes that are there in the Sermon on the Mount. and You know, there's all this stuff that's in there, and I look at it, and, and and I agree with it. But I'm going, that is so far out of reach. And yet, if I look at it from the standpoint of, what does that say about forgiveness? Um, and I'm just going to take that first one of the Beatitudes blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven and just say very fortunate are those who recognize that they are bankrupt in spirit soul and mental disposition and they are on their way to their place in the realm of God. Okay, if you look at it that way and not as we were here and now we're here it's we were here and we're on our way to there. So if we can get a fix on where we are on this then I think we can understand how forgiveness is an essential component in doing that. Let's pray. Lord, our desire is to bring glory and honor to you. And we want to be free of the things that hinder us and that you know just spiritual roadblocks and things like that so i'm asking you lord to come help us and let these words settle however you however you choose in our in our hearts and in our minds that we can be grown up in you in jesus name amen